You're listening to Eureka on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Entrepreneurs. I'm Tom Edwards. On this program, we like to check in with some of the smartest young business owners around to hear how things are going, of course, but also to ask them, hopefully, to share some of the secrets of their own pitches, both triumphant and the less successful ones, to reveal their plans, whether pragmatic or perhaps vainglorious, and to talk about their passion for the projects they manage. In that spirit of inquiry, Monocle's European editor-at-large, Ed Stocker, caught up with Deborah Neuberg, founder and creative director of timeless French menswear essentials brand De Bonfacture, and also Adjiri Aki, founder of rental company and online boutique Madame de la Maison in Paris. Ed began by asking Deborah and Adjiri about, well, about the very idea of passion projects, first of all. What does it mean to follow one's passion in business? And does that mean one is more likely to enjoy success? Here's what de Bonfacture's Deborah had to say, first of all. Well, it has its advantages and its risks, but this is, I mean, at least for de Bonfacture, I'm fully committed. It, you know, incarnates all of my ideas about what clothing should be. I'm fully passionate about what I do. Of course, it can lead to success, and it is a success in a way to be able to be doing that, but not always. I think there's a variety of ways that you can be successful in creating your company. Yeah, I mean, definitely what I am doing started as a passion project, and I think there's something to be said by doing a passion project because then it doesn't feel like work. For me, it's so deep inside of me, the love of you know, inviting people into my home. I love it so much. And it, so for me, every day that I'm doing this work, whether I'm finding new objects or working on an event, it, it really is exciting for me. So for me, turning a passion into like a proper project is just, I think it's the dream for most people, I would say. And there are a lot of people who are listening to this who are want to be entrepreneurs, who would love to do what both of you are doing, but perhaps haven't taken that step or are afraid, what advice would you give them? I think there are a lot of things that are behind the scenes in building a business that are not necessarily shown. You know, when people are talking about success stories and it's important to be well prepared because it is a marathon and it requires a lot of different skills and skill sets. So I would advise to be fearless, but careful. Fearless, but careful. Okay, Adjuri. I always tell people to start before you're ready. Cliche statement, but perfection is the enemy of progress. So when you start something, while you're doing it, you're researching. You're learning what's working, what's not working. So I always say start before you're ready, and you just fix it as you go along, and and you learn. Is that because you think that so many people feel that they're never ready? So that unless you go for it... Absolutely, because you'll talk about it forever, and you'll say that you're going to, that you want to do this project, it's something you want to do. I mean, I could have said forever, oh, I want to sell antiques, and there's a million antique stores, a million antique people, and I could have just talked about it forever, but I had to just jump in there and start this before I was ready, and slowly along the way, I was learning as I was going on that, like, some people were responding to something. And if you don't jump in, you'll never know. Definitely there's that step where you have to jump. A good example, something I did to be, as I said, fearless but careful, is I started a blog before I started investing in my first collection. And because it's quite expensive, you know, when you create a brand, you have to create an identity, you have to create a website, you have to create a collection, you're buying fabric, you're doing samples. So there is an investment and a way of building up the spirit of the brand 
and all of my ideas about you know everything we were talking about was to start a blog about our makers for example and start gaining you know readers and followers through that and then when i actually started i already had a little audience for what i did so maybe that's an advice that i could give to someone wanting to start do you feel the same as you that there's this kind of people want this story they want this engagement with the brand which is a little bit what that idea of a blog is people want to know more than just what the product is they want to know stories behind it does that help you yeah i think that something i do which definitely makes me different from you know any other brand selling home goods is that while i am selling you products i'm selling you a story and i'm selling you an idea and i tell those stories you know via my you know social media networks but you know i'm not just trying to sell you some old you know crusty things i found in a box i'm trying to sell you beautiful things that you're going to walk around your house and you're going to feel so i tell that story with good aesthetics but also captions or press gives you the opportunity to tell those stories but otherwise you know there's a million home brands out there but i'm trying to sell products with a story that you can live yourself that you can do yourself a last question for you both. Obviously these last 2 years have been challenging for retail as a whole. How have you tackled or dealt with those challenges? Obviously I know you have e-commerce sides to your businesses. Has in a way it helped people have been shopping a lot online? How have you dealt with the fact that until fairly recently people were no longer having that sort of contact with people in the real world because they were at home? due to a pandemic debra yeah we did of course we already had an e-commerce so and we also had e-retailers like mr porter or essence not essence yet but this happened during covid that we signed with essence so these e-retailers you know were selling even though the world was confined and our e-shop too so that obviously grew a lot and is still growing but of course the wholesale business for physical shops was very challenging and we faced a lot of challenge with that with also something that's been mentioned at the conference the supply chain problems and raw material problems especially for very refined high quality raw materials it's been more and more difficult to have them and have them in time so this has created a lot of challenges for us fortunately in France we have had an excellent public backing system with the banks and the the public backing of of those loans so this is really what helped us get through my bank was also very much behind me and believes in the bonne facture but today we do need uh, to find financial backing because we are growing very fast and we need to have new partners to accompany us in that development Ajiri turning to you was it difficult for you because presumably you need to be out and about finding inspiration etc did it make it harder to sort of find new things I think for me the pandemic was sort of like this <laughs> stages of grief you know it happened and i was sort of you know oh what's going to happen and then you start to see like everyone is actually buying things online so it's great i'd already set up a e-commerce shop but something else was happening because it wasn't just that we were at home and that we were you know on our computers but like our behavior our emotions like this is really i mean really the pandemic has altered our thinking in a in a deep way you know everybody wants to travel everybody wants to move everybody's suddenly you couldn't have a dinner party you couldn't go to someone's house so while yes people started shopping on my site a lot more 
there was also something else happening. They were really interested in like, if you're going to be at home, because we don't know how long this is going to happen, we want to be surrounded by things that we love. We, we actually care because we're actually going to be like looking around at these things that are in our spaces. So for me, it wasn't just like the consumer action. It was also consumer philosophy and the philosophy of, I think, the whole world that has changed and inspired me in many ways and encouraged me in many ways. And it's really kind of shaping the direction that I'm going with my business. Globally, our philosophies, I think, on life have been altered forever. That was Adri Aki, founder of Madame de la Maison, and Deborah Neuberg, founder and creative director of De Bon Facture. To find out more about their journeys, head to debonfacture.fr and check out madamedelamaison.com for more on Adri's story. This program was mixed and edited by Jack Dewars. My thanks to him as ever. And of course, thanks once again to Deborah, to Adjiri, and last but not least, to our Ed Stocker for his reporting. That's all for now. Goodbye, and thanks for listening to Eureka. Eureka.